Jen the Builder. And Corey. You know, Jen, I was thinking about something. I was going to try a different intro. Can we try it real quick? I just want to see how this sounds. Sure. Go ahead. Hi, it's Jen the Builder. It's Corey. No, that didn't work. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of liked it. Yeah? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I'm going to toy with some of those. I got a few. Yeah, play with it a little bit. So, as we ended the last episode... We are now changing our structure to be a couple of people, Jen the Builder and Corey, sharing a few things within 22 minutes on this elevator ride. So that is our challenge. Hopefully we can stick to it because we know your time is valuable and we'd love to have just 22 minutes of your time two days a week. Isn't that funny how two is playing a part in this? Mm, Mm. Something tells me... (laughs) What? That that 22 thing has to do Isn't that with funny? you. Absolutely. <laughs> That's my favorite number. Right. Everything has intention. Nice. Um, we wanted to give a major shout out to a good friend of ours, Lydia. It was her birthday. Happy birthday, Lydia. Yeah. And then Kelly Smith. Yeah. Happy birthday. Her birthday was on Sunday. Um, so good stuff there. We're big, big celebrators of people's lives and just honor them on their special days. Anyways, let's go into it because we've got 22 minutes. So we were talking about living happy in your relationships. I love where we're starting off. And this one's pick your battles. Mm, I like that. Right. Um, here's what I've learned through the years. If I can let something go, I'm just going to move on. If it's that, and that's picking your battles, yeah, right. If it's something that I'm getting stuck in, ruminating in, those are the things that I talk about with you. Um, as we've grown together and evolved, you've always done this thing, Corey, where you say, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna fight fair," because you're not fighting fair right now. I'm like. What? Like, <laughs> and, then, and so when you say that, I'm already escalated. I'm like, oh, now you're trying to make me feel, you know, less than because I don't know how to fight. And then I'm thinking in my head, I didn't know there was a way to fight. Absolutely, there's a way to fight. School us, please. So, you know, there are those things that happen in discussions and arguments that we know are low blows. We. Think of those things, and it sounds like something really smart and witty to say at the time. Like, really? <laughs> yeah, if I say this, that'll really get him. Yeah. And it probably will. <laughs> it's going to hurt. It's going to mm. feel real bad. And you're going to have that brief moment of victory. Like, yeah. But then you think about it a little bit later, and you're like, you know what? I just tore down. The person yes. that I walked down the aisle with and said, I do, I love you for the rest of my life. Is it worth damaging that individual to a point to where it alters him and changes him for the worse or her mm-hmm. for the worse for the rest of your life? Because now you've created a deficiency inside that person and they it's I won't say they won't ever heal, but they may never heal. They may never be the same after that one little sharp jab that you had to say 
to get the victory. And you got it. And so I just cause trauma. You cause trauma. So I just learned a long time ago that if you're if you're ever in an argument and you're having a um a tough time with using the proper words, take a deep breath. Walk away. Even if it causes a bigger problem in the in the moment of walking away, because a lot of women don't like for men to walk away. Mm-hmm. But it's easier to walk away than to take that jab and risk ruining or destroying your uh, re- your relationship. And I was right. going to say current relationship, but I'm, I'm hoping that we're working hard to keep our relationships. It's it's a tough field out there to date right now. I know it. Wouldn't and, want to. No. <laughs> so why throw it away just <laughs> to get a, a quick punch in, you know, a quick jab? Right, right. And when you do walk away, Corey, do you recommend that you say, I'm walking away right now because I need to calm down? Sometimes the words aren't there. Sometimes you're so angry, you're so frustrated. Mm. You know, if you say, I'm walking away, you you may add in a few extras like I'm walking away because you're just an idiot. Mm. And then you've thrown in that jab. So sometimes you just need to just turn. And if the bathroom is always safe Haven, especially if it has a lock on the door. <laughs> now, if it's to the point to where violence is about to break out, Jeez. I can't help you. Cause I don't, I don't yeah. really know how to go down that route. Mm-hmm. But you know, like I said, the bathroom is always safe Haven, especially if there's a lock on it. You can take a deep breath, turn the fan on, and plug your ears and just go, Woosa, I need right. to get through this. You know what I mean? Deep breaths. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm wondering then as you're having your arguments or even before that, when everything is calm and you're talking about your relationship, because I think it's important to have, and this sounds so bad, but just feedback, like what's going well with us as far as our relationship, you know, I really like Corey when you brought this to my attention this way, it didn't make me feel defensive. You know, it kept an open safe space for us to talk about that. And maybe that's one of the ground rules. Like, Hey, if we're in a heated argument and I hope we, we, we can avoid those and stay calm and be respectful as we talk to one another. But if we do get there, I may have to walk away. Right. Well, I, I'm, pre-plan let's look at it like this when most people go to the grocery store and we know we're gonna go to the grocery store there's no doubt in our minds that we all have to go to the grocery store Mm -hmm. we have a plan whenever we're about to go to work we know we got to go to work we know what we have to do we we have a plan arguing and disagreements are gonna happen why don't we ever have a plan why don't we lay it out how this is gonna go right I'm not going to escalate to a point to where I can't control myself. I'm not going to call names because that's only going to make things worse. I'm not. So you have to create a plan around your disagreements and your arguments, safe places to go, safe things to say, things you just never let cross your vocabulary. And that way it, it forces you to fight fair, fairer than what you normally would, because people just don't think that far ahead to say, you know what? If I don't prepare for this, this is going to get disgusting. And if you ever get disgusting one time, that's all it should ever take. Right. I right. need to I need to have a better plan for this. Yeah, and including in that if you've got kiddos or oh, people yeah. around you, do not have those in front of them. Uh and that was something that we learned along the way. Kids suffer from that 
tremendously. And they, and they pick up the bad habits yes. and they carry on the, the tradition. Yeah. One of the things, too, that I want to include here is being a record keeper of wrongs in the past. Uh, guilty is charged before. That's a really crappy thing to do. <laughs> like when you just want to bring everything in. And I think if you are bringing things from your past, it might be an indicator that their healing has not happened completely there. And that might be something to address. Yeah, we all know that... Uh Many of us bring our baggage from past relationships into the current relationship, which creates a bottleneck for bigger, bigger problems, much bigger problems. And so it's easy to keep a record of wrong because you've already recorded all those bad things that's happened in your in your past relationships. I've taken a different approach to this because I know I can't get rid of the things that happened to me. So I just stopped mentioning the records of wrong and started recording the records of right, all the good yes. things that are happening in my current relationship and and not mentioning anything that happened in the past. Is it still there? Of course it is. And I'd be a fool to say, oh, no, you can just forget all that. But we can definitely start time stamping and recording all the good things that our, our wives or husbands or our spouses are doing so that we can always be willing to replace any negativity with that joy of the good record. And you covered another key and that's focusing on the positives. Mm -hmm. So thank you for that wonderful way to break that down. I think the only thing I have to add here is when you are having an irritated moment with your partner or, you know, you're getting upset as you keep, you're keeping the record in the track and track of all the positive things and the wonderful things that have happened, revert back to that mm-hmm. and be gracious and say, he's having a moment. She's having a moment. Might be a bad day. Yeah. Um, and it's okay. And I'm, so I want to share something about our relationship on focusing on the positives is, you know, someone mentioned, man, Corey does a whole lot in the house. Like you're so spoiled. Right. And without really understanding my past and why it is not i'm not not clean in the house but for me i've cleaned my whole life like that's trauma for me i was woken up at weird hours of the day to clean and so part of focusing on the positive Corey, and i'm speaking for you i think is that okay she may not be like this in this regard but she does do this and this, you know, um, and I think when we start putting those expectations of one another, instead of really understanding why people do or don't do the things they do, it can put you in a very negative space. Mm-hmm. So, that- so let's go a little bit deeper than that, because I, I, I don't want that picture to be painted a certain way. So there, typically, and Jen and I's uh, relationship everything is really, really balanced. So if there's a level of work to be done, we can pretty much divide that down the middle. If there's a level of responsibility that needs to be taken, it's usually divided very evenly. Mm-hmm. With, the, with the cleaning thing, it's slightly off balance because, and I, and I want to be real clear about this, some things... I want to do because I feel like I do it better. And I would never say, oh, don't do that because I do it better than you. But 
it just so happened to work out in my advantage because I know that's not something that, and I'm not saying she doesn't want to do what I'm (laughs) saying is that trauma. And I experienced the same trauma too. And we can go real deep in that because that was a little bit abusive, but we won't go there. Um, So I know what you're dealing with Mm -hmm. when it comes to that. So that, that's a little bit of a clearer picture on, on why, and I said picture, that's picture, but yeah, <laughs> uh, that's a little bit of a clearer picture of why the dynamic is like it is. Yeah. So I get things like maid service at some points in our lives. Um, I can clean, but I don't like the deep cleaning. Right. All right. I would rather do artsy stuff. I'd rather shop. I'd rather read a book. And that's just me. So not one size fits all, but find that out about each other. And focus on the positive. And if things are like off kilter, find out what it's really about and get to the root of, of those things. So loving gestures, because you, Corey, obviously one of the loving loving gestures is that you do um, pick up where I don't. And I, in turn, um, have my own gestures in the way we love one another. So here's where it goes into action speaking louder than words. Right. Actions just speak. Let's just even say that actions talk. Um, so how has this shown up for us in our relationship? Well, just like you said, actions speak. My term is I can show you better than I can tell you. And I would much rather show someone um, the love, the respect, the whole part of marriage and, and the relationship. Um, showing is not just flowers, not just a card, not just, you know, if a candy is a thing. And and we went through our, our candy phase and our uh, yeah. gift-giving phase as far as, you know, like chocolates and stuff like that. But, I mean, there's just so many ways to show up in that that, you know, you got to be intentional about it and, and want to do it. That's what love requires, wanting to show up. We want we don't always want to show up, but you have to, right? Right. Yeah, so true. For there's a book that I love, Five Love Languages, and so we can get into that at another episode. I'm very affectionate. I mean, Corey, you and I, I'll be reading a book, you'll be studying the things that you're researching, and every so often I will reach over to you and just make sure that touch is happening. And they may, that may not be a thing for you, but it's how I speak to my love language, right? Mm-hmm. So anyways, make sure that you guys are showing gestures to one another. Be kind with your words. Um, let there be a physical type of affection, especially if that's what speaks to the other person. Some people do love notes around the house, love texts, voice messages. A gesture I really appreciated uh, just a few days ago is when, Corey, you guys were playing Um and you guys were on break and played music. And you, I was standing there and you took me and you just started dancing with me. Yes, because I know you love to dance. So I wanted to shake a shimmy with you for a minute. <laughs> shake a shimmy. All right. So last, it's funny how things are just leading into the other. It's putting in the work. So understanding that you need to put in the work to make things run smoothly in that relationship. And that putting in the work is worth the happiness in your life and in each other. It really is. Um, Let's say it like this. 
we study to go to school. We study to take tests. We study to get jobs. But we are not that good with studying about being in a relationship. And that requires reading. That requires classes. That requires sometimes therapy. That requires sometimes sitting knee-to-knee with your spouse, significant other, and have those crucial conversations about what's really going on inside your relationship. Because so many people want to avoid it. They don't want to talk about it. Man, let me tell you something. And I I know I just went, I'm about to go Mm -hmm. somewhere. I have talked to guys who said, oh, man, I don't have time for all that mushy stuff. I'm not going to be sitting up talking about my emotions. Bro, you're never going to have a successful relationship. That is the key to having a successful relationship is sitting down knee to knee and saying, hey, look, this is what's happening inside our relationship. And if we keep going down this road, we're going to have bigger problems. You have to do that. That's a requirement. And no marriage will be successful like that. And you say, well, I've been married for 30 years and we've been just fine. But you don't know that person. And that person doesn't know you. And all the things we're sneaking around doing eventually will come to the light. So you had a 30-year unsuccessful relationship that you managed to live with someone. Mm -hmm. And we did that. Some of us did that with our parents. Yeah. It's true that we equate success in a relationship to the amount of years that you've been together instead of the quality of that time. I love that you're saying knee to knee because you should get a visual on that. Absolutely. So not side knee. That's because your knee is actually facing. Yeah, you're face to face and knee to knee and and you have to deal with Mm -hmm. the, the issues at hand. And most of the time, if you're willing to do that, you're you've written something down. You have some record of, and, and it's not all about what that person has done. You realize in order to have this knee to knee, I need to point out some of my flaws. Right. I need to confess some of my downfalls and, and shortcomings. Mm-hmm. So anyone listening, you can hear that a lot of the advice is coming from Corey. And that's very intentional because I think there's a lot of misses hearing from a man in a relationship, speaking about the emotions and giving the advice is usually woman to woman type thing. And I know women are like, I feel like I'm hitting a a roadblock or there's a barrier with my husband because we're so different. And so I think it's important that women hear from a man's perspective Mm -hmm. and a man hear from a man's perspective. And there's no shame in talking about your emotions and your feelings. It's an absolute must. Yeah. And, and it's also intentional because we've shifted in the world today and I'm not mm. saying it's all bad, but mm. it's definitely not all good. And the, the male voice is slowly being quieted and that's just not a good situation. Mm-hmm. You need both voices in order to have a conversation. Say that, yeah. You can't have one side louder than the other one. You don't want you don't want to ever hear just the men talking or ever just right. hear the women talking. And I don't know why society is pushing to just make this predominantly powerful female voice. I love women. I got lots of women in my life, from mm-hmm. my mom to my wife to my stepmother to my daughter. And I would never quiet their voice and tell them, you know, be seen and not heard. But on the same token, I know that it's just as important for 
both voices to be at an equal uh, level. Yeah, yeah. So even though you've spent more time talking about these things, again, don't make it a time thing. If people do that, like 10 minutes for him, 10 minutes for her, <laughs> or actually 11, 11. Right. That's not what it is. It's the shared space. It's giving each other enough respect to use that voice. And that's what I love about the Genco Sound Company, which is our um, business and the mother load, if you will. We've said, you know, make some noise, use your voice. Like those are things that we really hold true to. And I know, Corey, that your voice in my life has been so critical to my growth. And that's the thing. That's the thing about marriage and partners is that there's so much to learn from one another. And when you start to mute that person or ignore them or not want to be around them or just focus on the negatives, you, you lose that. Yeah, And it's such a big piece of who we become and who we develop ourselves to. And of course, the whole elevation thing. And I have to say the same about you, Jen. Uh, wouldn't be where I am today without you. And for those of you that don't know, Jen is a spitfire. And when you try to bridle her, <laughs> it's, a, no. it's a wreck. <laughs> and sometimes I just got to say, hey. Do it like you want to do it. Say it like you want to say it. And then that's when I get the best results. And it helps me to be who I am, the best me. Yeah. And I just said things about timing. So instead of time, it's the timing in which you say things, not the amount of time you're taking to say it. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So I like, I just had this uh, moment at work where I was gathering information and I was sorting out my feelings so that when my feelings did come out. It didn't come out unfiltered. It came out respectfully. It came out showing that that relationship was valuable to me, but still speaking your truth, right? Yeah. Well, it's 22 minutes. Guys, we're doing it, Corey. I'm yeah. excited. <laughs> we just gave a fist bump. <laughs> a bump. Well, you know, as to take the elevator, we say, look up and let's elevate. elevate.